Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is Pi Day, right? 3.14. Unconfiscatable. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Deferral of gratification, conviction, golden age, relentless. Be an individual. We're going to talk about that tonight. Hello. Okay. Why is that happening here? Hang on one second. Why is that? I want to know if my computer's slowing down right now because there has. Why is the mouse doing that? Whoa. I'm not going to be able to see my notes for a second here. Hopefully it's. Uh, giving me some delay. What is going on? Hello, my elite friends. All right. I just want everybody to check out uh, This Week in Bitcoin was on Friday. Disruptmeister.com. It's linked to below. BTC Benny was on the show. Guy Swan and Corey, he was on the show. It was a great time. Uh, And follow me on Twitter at TechBalt. And malfunctioning, which is really weird. Um, but this, uh, we have a little technical difficulties. I, I wouldn't be able to read to you what I wanted to talk about on today's show. Uh, hang on a second. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to open this in another another window. Give give me some time here, people. We love the technical difficulties. You know this is real, baby. Uh, you get a new show here every single day. Remember that including Saturday nights. We got Beyond Bitcoin. So this show, we talk about subject matters that go way beyond Bitcoin. We're going to talk about the virus, of course, once the uh, the notepad is properly opened. And believe you me, it is not properly opened right now. Hang on one second. Sorry about that. If you're watching this taped, play it at 2x. All right, here we go. So it's, it's open. It'll be open in one second. Don't know what happened there. And I knew what I knew what it was talking about right away. Um, it's talking about the virus, and I have and people who watch this channel regularly know that I have nothing against boomers, the baby boomers. I think they're a great generation. A lot of people like to scapegoat them and blame them for everything, and I welcome them to Bitcoin all the time. And I know there are boomers that watch this show, but I thought that name for this uh, disease, boomer remover. It, it really opens up a conversation, and it's something we should talk about. Uh, and if you're a boomer or if you're a young person, you should look, think long and hard about that name. Um, should I be taking care of boomers? I mean, is it my responsibility to take care of boomers who I don't know? Now, I know my mother, that, so that I can take care of my mother. That's good for me. But should I be going out of my way? Should I be cutting down on my product productivity? And should you be cutting down on your productivity and taking all sorts of precautions in your life uh, for the health of uh, some 75-year-old that you don't know? Um, now, 75-year-olds that you don't know, uh, personal responsibilities where they will feel protected and they will feel safe. Um, because, again, no matter what your age, uh, there's, there's still personal responsibility here, okay? You can't just throw it off onto someone else and say – Hey, you know what? I'll continue my lifestyle, but your lifestyle should be ruined 
so I can continue my lifestyle and so I won't die. So, and the bottom, and the statistics that are kind of creeping out there, which the boomer remover uh, hashtag is implying, is that if you are older, the sickness, the virus, has a chance of hitting you much harder than if you're younger. If you're unhealthy, the chances of of it hitting you hard are also high. And if you're older, the chances of you being unhealthy are higher. So, I mean, it all, it all goes hand in hand here. And for everyone to be taking the same exact precautions is kind of weird when this disease hits people in a lot of different ways. If you are 20 something, um, it looks like you might not even get sick. Are there any cases on the planet earth of someone in that's like 24 years old who got sick, who was totally healthy beforehand. I want to know, uh, but we're going to get into that in a second. So people do say you're going to end up old like them one day. Now, but will I, will I, will I end up old like them one day? It, and when I like them one day, like them, if we maintain our health properly, then our eighties are going to be like the boomer sixties. Okay. If, if we, and again, that's long-term thinking right there. If we don't shut down industry, uh, then maybe we will come up with life extension technology that will help them and it will help us too. So I say, don't shut it down. Don't be a sheep. This is a disease that some of us, the likelihood of us getting it um, is very low. And if we get it, it's probably not going to be very bad for most of us. Um, But uh, so the people who can be super productive – uh, in the long run are going to be productive. I'm not going to go to work. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to do anything for the sake of some 75 year old. I don't know, or for the sake of some fat person. I don't know. Then in the long run, it's going to hurt those 75 year olds and those, uh, fat people more than you. Okay. Much more than the, the, the healthy people. Okay. So be very careful. All these people, uh, virtue signaling online when they see a bunch of healthy young 20 somethings out at a bar you know, getting some steam out saying, oh, they're going to die. They're going to this. They're not actually. And if you want to shut them down, it's going to be you that's going to, it's going to be, you're going to hurt in the long run. Okay. If, if they can't do go about their regular lives, like they, they usually uh, could, I mean, basically. All right. So again, I have nothing against boomers, but I have something against if the government is going to come to my door and say, Hey, we're locking you in your house. So the disease doesn't spread so that, you know, 85 year olds and fat people don't die. No, no. Let them lock themselves in their own houses. Okay. Voluntarily. If voluntarily, if you're young and healthy, you want to do what you, if you want to lock yourself in your house, be my guest, be my guest. I want to, I want to stress that for this show, especially I have a a lot of important links below that are going to be referenced throughout here. And you really should check out all the links that I have below, especially for this show, because they really add on to, to what I'm trying to say here. And, uh, okay. So what does testing positive for the virus really mean? Seriously. Um, a lot of people get scared when they hear like, Oh, I tested positive for the virus, or I know someone who tested positive for what does it mean? No one's saying what does it mean to test positive for the virus. If a 23-year-old tests positive for the virus, what's that mean? Does the 23-year-old ever get sick? You know what? Probably not. 
There's the 20 out at that point. But we're hearing about all these people testing positive, all these, but, and so if you test positive, yes. And you're 23, can you spread it? Yeah, apparently you can. Apparently you can. Are you going to spread it to a bunch of other 23-year-olds and 25-year-olds and 30-year-olds? Yeah, but that's who you in, that's who you're in contact with. Again, my advice, if you're over 85 years old, don't be hanging out with 23-year-olds and 25-year-olds, okay? And 30-year-olds. Lock yourself up if you're scared. If you're scared. If you think this is uh, six times worse than the flu. Yeah, I just said six times worse because I've got a serious Johns Hopkins uh, educated doctor. Uh, I'm going to talk about him in a second who says that at worst, it's six times worse than the flu. Okay. And that's not good. That isn't good, but it's something to get this. It's a, it's a lot different than some of these people say 10 times worse, a hundred times worse, this, that, and the other. And I, I really can't stress it enough. Personal responsibility is the new, you know, don't worry about some 90 year old picking up the disease from you. Um, just, you, you got to take care of yourself, man. And the 90 year olds of the world if they can't take care of their, eat, themselves, then perhaps someone in their family should, but they're not in your family. So I doubt there because what we have is a lot of people panicking who have nothing to panic about at all. If you're young and you're healthy um, and, and you don't, you don't have comorbidities, whatever you're, and you're not really, you're not working in a nursing home. You, um, you know, you have a grandma, but then just don't hang out with grandma. Okay. But so there's no need to panic. There's no need to go get, get a bunch of bottled water, et cetera. Uh, there's no need to feed into the media frenzy just to somehow putting out a lot of statistics that are scary, but then not just giving us the simple statistics like, you know, what is happening to 20-somethings? What is really happening to 20-somethings in, during this whole thing? Uh, and what does testing positive really mean? It's not like HIV. Okay. I mean, and I think a lot of people think when they hear positive, they think, you know, HIV positive. This is not HIV positive. Uh, so if you're not physically sick, you know, calm down and be continue to be healthy as you should every winter. You know, these precautions that social distancing, et cetera, et cetera, don't lick people, don't kiss people on the cheek, you know, don't shake hands. This is something people should be practicing every winter, every flu season. This is not, I mean, and I'm glad people are learning about it now, but if you weren't, you know, a disgusting person beforehand, uh, then you're pretty much all right right now. Okay. I mean, if you weren't on the New York subway, you know, putting your hands all over the, the, the rails and then licking your hands and then wiping your butt and then licking your hands, um, you know, you're in pretty good shape. I mean, but now if you used to do that and now you no longer do that, then glad, I'm glad you learned your lesson, okay? But the precautions that were being, the social distancing stuff, hey, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's what you should have been doing beforehand anyway during flu seasons if you didn't want to catch the flu. But you know what? A lot of you have caught the flu before. A lot of you have gotten sick before and you've recovered. And this is a sickness too that people recover from. And some people who are like 85 who recover from it, they have permanent lung damage, they die. Same thing with the flus before, okay? So there's a lot of people saying you shouldn't compare this to the flu. You shouldn't compare this to other sicknesses because it kills more people. Well, let's dig into the numbers. Who is it killing more of? It's killing old people and sick people faster than the other flus have. Okay, so let's put it all out there so we, you know, we can decide for ourselves to be scared or not to be scared. Because it's not HIV positive. Uh, 
So, uh, yeah, the, the media sells hysteria. Just remember that they sell hysteria. And a lot of you out there are buying hysteria right now. And I, and this hysteria leads to compliance and it's embarrassing. Um, would I isolate myself if I tested positive? Um, well, this, this is the thing. I'm not testing myself. A, B, if I, the only way I would test myself, okay, this is a good question, Max. The only way I would get tested is if I was feeling horribly, horribly sick. I mean, like the worst I've ever felt in my life. And I went to the doctor because guess what? In my adult life, I have never gone to the doctor because I felt sick. Never. So we're talking a real long shot here. Okay. So God forbid, if I felt like I was going to die, I would go to the doctor. And then if he, I tested positive, you bet your butt, I would isolate myself at that point. But I'm not testing myself as I feel fine. If I felt sick one day, and this is what I, I tell everyone, okay? If you're a young, healthy person and you feel sick, stay home, stay home, nurse yourself back to health. Do not go to the hospital. You see, because the hysteria that's going around right now, everybody's scared. Everybody wants to get tested. And if people start to feel sick, they're going to run to the hospital. And that is the problem. If the hospital system gets overwhelmed by hypochondriacs, okay, and that's what the and that's what this hysteria is creating. Because America's filled with a bunch of hypochondriacs already who use the emergency room as their their primary doctor, who go to the hospital for little things, who are always running to the doctor because of the, their uh, government insurance or this, that, and the other. The personal responsibility in terms of health has left most of the people in America already, okay? They go, they stuff their faces, they feel a little sick, they go to the doctor. You, I would advise people not to do that now because, for two reasons. Because already you're a sick, if you've got that mindset, you're probably sick in some way anyway, and you're unhealthy. So if you go to that hospital, a lot of, uh, many people at the hospitals, the disease is gonna be there. So you're gonna catch it there. Um, also, all these people rushing to the hospital are that don't need the rest of the hospital are taking away doctors that could help people who are having real heart attacks, who have real cancer, who have real things that have nothing to do with this virus. Okay. So this is part of the message that's being sent out there is people, you know, lock yourselves in your houses so you don't get sick, so you don't go to the hospital. Okay. But there's an easier thing than that. If you feel sick, and if you're not dying and puking up a lung, don't go to the hospital. Make yourself feel better. Because if you go to the hospital, you're going to get sicker. You're going to, they are dirty, horrible places to begin with. And I don't think they're getting any cleaner during this situation. All right. So no. So of course, if I tested positive, I would not go out because if I tested positive, I would already be deadly sick. Okay. I have no plans getting tested. Uh, and if I feel sick one day and over the years of my adult life, I've been an adult for an adult for quite some time. I felt sick before I did not. I don't, I don't go to the hospital. I don't even go to the doctor. So I, I only foresee if I have flu like system symptoms one day, I just won't go to the hospital and I won't get tested. And I'll be in bed for a little bit or something. And uh, that's it. All right. But again, I, I want to say another thing. I don't go around, you know, shaking people's hands and, and dur during flu season. Anyway, I'm pretty careful. I wash my hands. Uh, when I'm on an airplane, I, I don't 
do disgusting things. When I get, when I, after I use the bathroom on the airplane, I put on hand sanitizer. Now we're going to talk about hand sanitizer in, in, in a question in, in a second here too. All right. This is a hand sanitizer. We, we've got uh, some news about that. So it would be nice to have a spreadsheet of the age, the races, the gender, the comorbidities, the locations of all the deaths. So we could decide for ourselves, um, you know, what was going, what's going on. Because in, it's, this is important information. And it's just we, we need to be able – people should be able to decide on their own. With, with, with real statistics. So it would be great. You know, the media, I know there's trying to scare everyone, but if there was a reporter out there that wanted to get, you know, actually just make a spreadsheet of just as much information as possible and let and say, hey, here, look, go to this website. Um, you, you can give us a donation here with Bitcoin. <laughs> Pound that like button, first of all. And uh, yeah, and you can decide for yourself instead of us scaring you. But I, I don't know if anyone's going to do that. So one of my, my sources and a source that I recommend, the, the primary source I recommend if you are a little bit worried about this thing um, is Dr. Amesh Adalja, okay? And he's out at Johns Hopkins. Uh, and I'm not just pumping him because Johns Hopkins is in Baltimore. It is the best medical institution on earth, apparently. Um, it's located in one of the worst neighborhoods on earth. In East Baltimore, but <laughs> now one of the worst in America, not on Earth, um, or it used to be one of the worst in America. Parts of East Baltimore are horrifying, but anyway, that, besides the point, you got a big smile on my face, um, and I've run there before, definitely. Uh, a doctor, Amesh Adalja, is a very rational man, very calm man, and he'll calm you down, and. Some he talks about how some colds that we get are coronaviruses, and that this year's flu, not not the coronavirus, but this year's flu, uh, has killed more kids than usual. Um, and so there's always going to be with any disease, it's going to hit one demographic a little bit different than others, and uh, th that's just the way it is. Uh, so you know you have to take precautions depending on what disease. So this disease that we're talking about. Um, apparently uh, affects older people more. So there, and another thing he points out, there are always going to be random deaths from any disease of healthy people. Some people, it's just bad luck. Some people, we just don't know they had some comorbidity, okay? From everything that is out there, you just don't hear about it in the news. You don't, you know, we, we, with the flu, we didn't hear that this year's flu killed more kids. Maybe we would have heard that if there wasn't this, uh, if well, if the media wasn't obsessed with uh, politics, if the if it wasn't an election year, maybe that would be something they would uh, harp on and try to scare people about. But there's there's always outliers. There's always scared scary news that people can say, you know, about your kids or about your older loved ones. Okay, and at the same time, no matter what sickness is out there, no matter what sickness is out there, um, there's always going to be freak things that happen. There's always because and and the media picks up on this freak thing sometimes because I, 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 you know Sam Harris said he, I know a 50 year old who is perfectly healthy who is very sick now okay that perhaps that's true perhaps that's true uh, maybe he has another problem you don't know about there's there's all but but sometimes the common cold might kill a, a healthy person 
All right. Sometimes a, a healthy person gets infected in the leg and has to have their leg chopped off. Okay. Weird things happen. We, 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 odd things happen. You go outside, you could be hit by a car. It's life, guys. It's life. Live your life. Bad things can happen. Now, with all that being said, Sam Harris interviews Amesh Adalja. It is linked to below. I encourage you to all to listen to it. You will learn a lot. You will come. He does not, he doesn't scapegoat. He does not get emotional. Um, and I mentioned Carl Denninger of market-ticker.com, I guess it is. Carl Denninger, I've linked to him before. It's not linked to before. But Carl talks about this disease, and I like it. But he gets emotional, and he gets scapegoated too. He starts blaming Chinese, et cetera, et cetera. And he's not a doctor. This guy is a medical doctor, okay? And he says that kids might be immune because they catch other related coronavirus colds all the time. Because they're running around in the dirt getting all – well, some kids some kids run around and get dirty and get cold still, okay? And per, and that's perhaps why they're not getting this at all because they've gotten cousins of the coronavirus, all right, in the form of colds. And they're just immune to this one. Who knows what the reason is, okay? But it's something to look into. It's something that I think will calm people down a little bit. Um, and it makes me wonder – why so very few random healthy people um, get – get? well, here. This is what I was going to – excuse me. Um, there are people out there who use hand sanitizer all the time, okay? Young kids, um, their moms like – or like helicopter moms, they use hand sanitizer all the time. And some of these same wealthy families, their kids are more prone to disease – than these uh, than poor kids, all right? Than kids in poor neighborhoods. Uh, and what's going on is some kids are so clean that their immune systems are, they, they haven't been able to fight out any diseases. They, they never had to challenge any disease. So they end up allergic to peanut butter, allergic to everything because their immune systems are so non-tested, untested, uh, that they attack, uh, weird things. And uh, through the years, we've seen more and more uh, children, wealthy children especially, um, prone to, to such things. So I, I, I will say this. Um, if you're a person who, who's been, if you're a healthy person uh, who's been around the block like me, I've been, I've been in so many countries. I've been in so many planes. I've been, I've been exposed to so many things that I don't even know. You're constantly testing that immune system. You're, you're constantly getting it stronger and strong, stronger. So I, I do wonder about people who go super wild with the hand sanitizers uh, during like the summer months with their children and stuff. If, if you're really taking it to uh, an extreme level where you might be uh, – and then your immune system is stronger to fight off other uh, diseases in the future. I, I, I'm just putting that out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, my, my best advice is just be healthy, eat well. Uh, this should be a wake-up call to people. But there have been people like me for years and years who have been thinking long-term, who have uh, – you know, eat, eating healthy, not smoking, not drinking, uh, washing your hands, not like insanely, you know, putting hand sanitizer all over your face after, you know, you, you touch a napkin in your house or something like that. Um, but th there's some best practices we've all been doing for a while. 
And I think it's paying off now for a lot of us because I'm not worried at all about this, at all about this. I know my body has been tested before and it could fight off anything um, like this. Okay. So, I, I, and by the way, when I, he said Amesh Adalja, uh, and I linked to his Twitter below too, and this tweet, uh, but he was the one who said that the, at worst, he thinks this is six times worse than the flu. The death rate is six times worse than the flu, he thinks. I mean, and that's not good. Um, but he says, at worst, he says, you know, at best, it might be very close to the flu. We'll see. We'll see. Because, again, we don't really know how many people have get this. Because it, it appears there are a lot of people that have, never have symptoms and never get sick. So if that's what this mostly is, a disease of people never having symptoms and never being sick, uh, and then everyone's going to get it, then the death rate might not be it's might be quite, it might be exactly the same as the flu. Who knows? Uh, but again, if you're old and, and you're already sick or you're fat and you're unhealthy and you've, you've got, a, a, you know, X, Y, Z problems already, you make your own decision. Okay. Um, but if some 23 year old gets you sick, it's not their fault. It, you, I mean, you, you, you took the chance and went out there. Okay. It's not that much of a chance. I mean, I, you went out during flu season in the past also. I just don't. Um, I, I think we've taken the precaution, the forced precaution level to, to an extreme. And we'll get we'll get to what governments have forced people to do. If you want to do this all voluntarily, then great. I think it's great to you know voluntarily do what, what you're going to – if it's not hurting anyone else, go do what you're going to do. If you think that's best for yourself, go do what you're, what you're going to do, all right? But what we're coming to is a point some of these mobs in social media are like, we need to force everyone to do this. We need compliance. And I say defiance over compliance. Compliance is a slippery slope, dudes. Um, you're leading a horrible example for your children. If you're like, I'm just going to do what the government tells me to do. Um, I'm not going to question the government. You're, you're really setting an example. So in the future, when some government asks them to, uh, you know, well, you should get rid of your neighbor. Well, what, what are they going to be more prone to doing that? And I'm not saying that our, the United States government would ever do that, but, you know, to get someone compliant to authority, to get someone compliant to authority is, is not a healthy. And, and this is what we seem like we're this whole uh, predicament seems like it is teaching people to be compliant to authority. And in the end, that is a much worse sickness than this virus. Okay. Pound that like button. Uh, Roman Q says helicopter parents don't realize that their kids were born with an immune system. <laughs> the immune system is just like a muscle. You lose it if you don't use it. That is a, it's a good way of, of putting it. That's a really good way of putting it. Um, if you raise your kid in a bubble, um, they're going to end up with peanut allergies. All right. <laughs> and uh, we all – most people, I don't want to say we all, because some people are, are born sick. Unfortunately, there's abnormalities. There are sick children. It's very sad. But we're an immune system. Our, all of our regulatory systems are unbelievable. And if we, you maintain your body correctly, our regulatory systems are so powerful, are so amazing. You know, I don't have an alarm clock at all. I tell, I go to sleep in the, I go to sleep at night. I tell myself, you wake up at six thirty in the morning. I wake up at 6.30 in the morning. That's what I've been doing this entire time, this entire trip, basically. There, I don't have a – I mean there's a clock on the microwave here. Um, but, yeah, that's because I'm 
that's your regulatory system. If you're healthy, I mean, if you got a good sleep pattern, if you eat well, if, if, if you have a good system in general, a life system, you can really flex your regulatory systems. So, um, you know, not drinking soda, not, not filling yourself with sugary nonsense, your immune system is going to be stronger. All of your systems are going to be stronger in your body. All right. Uh, fasting dudes, again, if you're not pounding food down, you're, there's only so much your body can do all day. And one of the reasons I love fasting is because if you're eating, you know, 24 hours a day, your body is constantly digesting. Okay. Constantly. And instead, but if you only eat once a day, your body digests and then it can work on other things. It can use energy for, uh, Maintenance, uh, cell maintenance, cancer killing, who knows? Immune system booting, bit boosting. I don't know. I don't know the whole thing. But I do know what it, it, that it, you're, there's only so much your body can do at one time. And if you're not digesting all the time, um, that's good. But I, I, think, I think it's logical right there. Uh, all right. So uh, what else do we have? And, and here is his uh, – I wanted to read the doctor uh, – Adalja's tweet here. Uh, all right. Uh, what's it say? One important policy measure that will increase our capacity to cope with the virus is to immediately expand practice authority for nurse practitioners and a physician's assistance. Some states have resisted, but this is simple means to augment our healthcare workforce. Okay. So what he's saying, because of regulations in states, if you're a nurse or you're a nurse practitioner, you can't see certain people, you can't give prescriptions. You, We need to get rid of those. Um, well, if the hospitals are going to get crowded now, all right, we need as many people with medical experience that can help people to be able to legally prescribe things, to be able to legally see people on their own, okay? The more medical experts we have available to help in this situation, the better. So the only thing that's holding that back is regulation. And so, again, I'm a guy who doesn't believe in much regulation to begin with. So this isn't changing my mind on that. This is uh, – I'm saying this is a positive out of the whole situation that, hey, if everyone's scared of limited beds and limited resources, then unlimit the, unlimit the resources. Get the, allow nurses and nurse practitioners and other healthcare workers to be able to help people on their own. All right. And not you know have to go to jail for it or something. Now, one thing I'm noticing here, a lot of people, a lot of doomers have, have wished their entire lives for a black swan event. And I think a lot of people in the media over the years have enjoyed when black swan events happen. You know, we, when we had Watergate, um, they loved it. And they, they've always been craving another Watergate. And there was only one Watergate, dudes. You, you saw this year they tried to create a Watergate. Um, with uh, the, the president of the United States and everything. And it, and it failed, all right? But uh, back in 2001, um, the, uh, the United States was attacked by terrorists on uh, September 11th, and it was a horrible situation. Nothing ever like that had happened before. And But it's 20 years ago now almost. It's, what, it's 19 years ago. So there are a lot of people who were very young then, and um, the media hasn't had that for a while. So they've tried to... You know, they wanted something as big as 9-11 for a while. A lot of people had. It's sickening. It's sickening. There was only one 9-11. 
And so what we have here is people boosting this up. They're saying life will never be the same after this. Like, what has happened so far? How many people have gotten sick so far? So far, everything is manufactured. Everyone has either voluntarily shut stuff down because they're scared. They don't want to get sued. Or some governments have forced people to shut things down. So it, it's, this, this, it's a manufactured black swan right now. A lot of medical experts out there are saying this is just a te- – if, if the death rate is only six times worse than the flu and it's only you know really killing older people, all right, who are going to die anyway, um, it's nothing compared to what these doomers these have been dreaming of, which is a, a virus coming from an animal to humans that can kill like 10% of the human population on earth. That's a real scary thing. That's a 9-11 type of thing. That's we're never going to be the same again. That's uh, – and but we can prevent all that. There's ways of preventing all this now. Um, and uh, just – just and various countries are, are looking into that. Various individuals, you know, be cleanly. You know, don't eat wild animals. Don't, don't slaughter all sorts of wild, disgusting animals in the same place and then be completely uncleanly and – uh, and if you see someone doing that, you know, tr- try to tell them not to do that. I, th- there are ways. Th- there are ways of policing this. And the, and the people who believe that there's a need for a government, well, then, you know, if you're a government and you see some incredibly unhealthy practices like that, which could generate these vi- these world-ending type of, of viruses, well, then you shut those people down, of course. That, that But you, what we're into right now is so much of it is manufactured and so much of it is is dealing with uh, hysteria. It's hysteria. And uh, yeah, I just I just think we're living, there's so many people in this time of social media too where they want to have another 9-11. They want, they want to live through it because they, they thought it was so cool. Like, you know, there's only one original dudes. There's only one, you know, don't wish to replicate the original. You know, be an original, come up with your own like productive stuff. Uh, but but there are a lot of people who who relish living in times of panic and living in the water. I want my own Watergate. I want my own 9-11, blah, blah, blah. And you see it all the time. And they're getting this. They're manufacturing their own little 9-11 right now. I, I really do think we're going to look back on this and just be like, Y2K, you know, it was it was just like Y2K in, in some ways. Now, Y2K with people dying, with older people dying. But uh We'll see. But, and again, I want to remind everyone, every winter, there are diseases, there are flus that kill many, many people. So this might just be one that kills six times as many people, which is not, it's not a good thing, but it's not, it's not like our world will never be the same type of thing. Uh, 9-11 type of thing. Um, you know, Watergate type of thing. All right. All right, so I've already said that uh, United, uh, I don't believe in countries forcing people to close. And here is here's something that I, I disagree with. And we need vo- we need voices like mine who are, are defiant of what I'm about to say and are not compliant of what I'm about to share here. It says Netanyahu, who's the pro- prime minister of Israel, said the country will be closing cultural and recreational establishments as well as banning indoor gatherings of over 10 people. Come on, banning indoor gatherings of over 10 people. If this was forced upon me, again, I would not stand for it at all. I would leave the country. I would, I would just, or I would protest 
I would do whatever it took. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And But we have so many people, just, oh, that's so good. My country should implement that. My country should be compliant. I mean, it, it's <laughs> such a horrible example. Like, all right, kids, can't have a Seder this year because our prime minister says uh, we can't have a, you know, the whole family over for, for our indoor gathering. We got to do what the government tells us to do. Remember that when you grow up, when, when, when the leader asks you to do something, you do what he tells you to do. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's compliance. Defiance over compliance. And just please speak up against this stuff. Speak up. Be, it, be an independent person. And I will say that there are some religious institutions out there I'm very proud of right now. Who, are, who don't care about these, who aren't, who are still holding services. I was at synagogue today. And, uh, you know, there's some, some religious institutions that are freaking out, that are scared, that don't want to have gatherings anymore. But if you don't want to go to your religious institution's gathering, you don't have to. But if you're a religious institution, I say keep on having your gatherings. And tell people, you know, give them the statistics. Hey, if you're 85 years old, Maybe you shouldn't be coming, okay? Because there are going to be some young people here. There are going to be little kids running around, snotting around all over the place. So you might not want to be here, but we're going to still offer our services on Saturdays or Sundays, whenever your or Fridays, whenever your religion does their thing, okay? Uh, so I am, um, and yes, people's prophecy so far. You know, people have said, "Oh, there's so much death. So much death is coming," um, and they got other people to panic. Because there was so much death and there was going to be so much death. And now there are people that are saying, look, look how right I was. You see everything shutting down there now. No, 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 no. You weren't right. You weren't right. This isn't killing 10% of the population. You, everybody's scared. Everyone getting scared about it killing 10% of the population has closed, has made people panic, has made people shut down, has made this a manufactured black swan event. Okay has led people into this groupthink mentality. So congratulations. You were part of uh, getting people into groupthink and making people compliant with your social media, and you're still doing it. A lot of people are still getting a lot of pleasure from it, and probably some of them know they're just they're just doing it to get hits and get attention because, you know, everything's still about attention. Uh, even if you know the truth that people aren't – it's not going to be the end of the world, you still want your attention, right? Yeah, great. Uh, so, yeah, but but people are so prone to this groupthink stuff. But uh, it, it's partially a self-fulfilling prophecy this has been uh, for some people, all right? Because they said, oh, we, we really should be worried. We really should be worried. And everyone's like, well, if he says we really should be worried, maybe we should be worried. And then everyone starts getting worried because all this high-profile uh, high people says we really should be worried. Now, the reason they said we really should be worried is because it's it's going 10% of the population is going to die. But that's not what happened. Now, again, let's – if we study the statistics, if you're 95 years old, yeah, you probably should be worried. If you're 23 years old, should you really be worried? No. <laughs> but, but manufactured black swan, don't follow the herd. Don't follow the herd, people. You see right now what following the herd is getting you, all right, is what, what it's bringing to this, this world. Financial panic. All right, so – I. The, the financial panic is because now those with money have seen that, okay, people are shutting down, they are scared, and thus we're going to have a recession. Thus, I don't want to have my money in certain things right now, or I need cash right now. But it, it all stems back to the uh, 
to, to the hysteria. It ho- uh, so I am anti-hysteria. I am anti-herd. I am anti-compliance. I am going to speak the other side of this story. So people realize that there is a tomorrow, that we're going to look back on this, that a lot of this is manufactured. The hysteria is totally manufactured. And that there's just there are people out there that don't want to, that are just going about their regular lives and think that the people who are taking this to extreme, who are bathing themselves in hysteria are ridiculous. So this is where the big boys play. If you don't like what I'm going to, what I say, then don't listen to me, but you can't shut me up because I got the Bitcoin baby. All right. You can't shut me down. And that is the beautiful thing about, and, and that's, you know, we've talked about the Bitcoin overlay. I can't be fired from my job because again, I work for myself. Um, so it's during times like these when you know what true independence is and what true wealth is. And there's a lot of people, again, who are not Bitcoin independent, who work for whoever, who maybe worked at Oriole Park at Camden Yards, uh, and now have no job. <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. It's unfortunate. But it's, it's, it's a reason to under, you know prepare ahead of time, to not depend on a – you never know what hysteria might shut down your business. You know, there's a lot of flight attendants that don't, don't have the work. Uh, but I, yeah, I know some pilots <laughs> who aren't working right now, but they have Bitcoin and they're not too worried. So shout outs to any of this, this person who knows I'm talking about them. Uh, so Scott Adams in one of his videos speaking about compliance was talking about how he, he thinks kids should be sent home from school. There shouldn't be any school. But when, when the kids get sent home – they're not going to they're not going to stay home they're going to go play with their friends he says that kids don't comply and that parents need to lie to their kids to get them to comply isn't that sickening but it does show you something that naturally we're not born to be compliant slaves um, you know collectivism might be a default okay and not to be independent but to com- compliant slave is way beyond collectivism okay so kids naturally are not compliant slaves. They become compliant slaves um, through abuse um, and through indoctrination, um, which apparently Scott Adams thinks is a, a totally fine thing to lie. Horrible example. Horrible example he's setting there. But hey, man, um, whatever. He doesn't have his own kids anyway. Um, so maybe he doesn't get it. I, I don't know. Um, and also, I mean, I, I wouldn't say his so his. Uh, skills around families are that great. He, you know, he married, he's been, he's, he's about to marry another woman um, who, you know, just a year ago broke up with him because of his former stepson had passed away. She didn't like, you know, she wasn't getting attention and now he's going to marry this woman. Hey, I'm not going to get into his personal business and everything, but I, I, I am just, I'm just saying uh, it's uh, I think it's very bad. Uh, what he said, I, I disagree strongly that you should lie to kids. Um, so they become compliant uh, once and they stay home and they don't go uh, play out with their friends or, you know, it's disgusting. Uh, but uh, it, it's not a long, it's not a, not, it's not a long, a good long-term plan because they say, let's say you, you do raise your kids that way, Scott. And uh, you know, you lie to them and you say the government's going to uh, arrest you if you don't stay home. So you just, you have to stay home for two weeks now. You can't play with your friends. So they're like, okay, I'm scared of the government. I'll do what the government tells me. To. And then, you know, one day uh, some enthusiastic leader comes out and they, they start following this enthusiastic leader. And it say, and they say, you know, uh, destroy all uh, comic book makers, comic makers. And, you know, what will happen to Scott Adams? Then? All right. So I, I'm proud of the Owings Mills Chabad in uh, where I'm from. 
they uh, they're not panicking. They're they're continuing on with their schedule. So good, good for them. Um, let me erase this. Here's a here's a a study that came out. Seniors who walk for 30 minutes daily cut the risk of death from any cause. Hmm. In basically, if you're a senior and you're in motion, uh, these uh, studies show that uh, you cut your death rate, death risk. It makes sense. If you're healthy, it's less likely you're going to die. Ooh, imagine that. But um, imagine. But the thing is, most people don't realize that. Most people are just like, yeah, I'm getting older. Don't need to be healthy anymore. <laughs> I don't need to walk anymore. Don't need to move. Don't need to be in. Again, there's, there's, when, when you, you practice good health, there's payoffs eventually. People don't realize this at all. If you don't practice good health, then there's negative, uh, negative payoffs. All right. But people, people don't realize that until maybe now when they say, well, wait a second, this is only striking people who are, who are, it's only killing people that are unhealthy or mostly killing people that are unhealthy. So I mean, the benefits of being healthy, people, and if you didn't want to partake in those benefits of being healthy for all these years, then why should I shut my life down for you? I'm not your. I'm not here to take care of you, dude. You, and here, here's another study for you. Learn from the study. Take care of yourself. Yourself. Take the personal responsibility. Uh, I linked to the article from the Dayton Daily News that showed the kids at the university rioting when they said they were shutting down the college. Just something to ponder. Uh, all right. I see a lot of people talking in the chat. I guess, uh, there's no questions because again, you got to do a super chat or type in Bitcoin Meister. I'm looking it over real quick. Now that Roman Q said that Bitcoin to the moon said Bitcoin Meister is right on the money. Pound it people. Yeah. Thank you. Bitcoin to the moon. Uh, all right. Mind the gap has a question. Uh, all right, he says, I don't think it will be long before we are laughing at the people who value their wealth in toilet paper while Bitcoin was on sale. Dude, I think it's going to happen a lot sooner than a lot of people think. Um, if, you know, all, all the financial markets could rebound a lot faster than a lot of people think. Now, there are going to be some industries that aren't going to rebound. Very, the, the travel industry is in big trouble, big, big trouble. Um, but apparently they're going to get a bailout. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I know with mind the gap this when there's people say when there's blood in the streets, that's when you should be buying. All right. And as I, I, I bought two Bitcoin the other day, two Bitcoin. Uh, and we'll, we'll go into that, uh, on uh, tomorrow's show because it was, it was very interesting when I tweeted out that how that I purchased it. Some, some like 80 percenters had some very weird things to say. We'll we'll get to that in, in a second, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely on sale. There are a lot of things that, that are on sale. If you're a rational person, dude, if you're staying calm and you're rational right now, um, this is this is a time you can really profit and, and set yourself up long-term to be really successful. Uh, and Gummy Bear said, uh, I may have missed it if you haven't said it already. What do you think this whole thing, this whole thing really about? What do you think this whole thing is really about? Well, I mean, it's, it's overreaction. That's all it is. It's, we're living in a very uh, soft society today 
where victimhood is is placed higher than everything. Everything wants everyone wants to be a victim. Everybody wants to live through their own uh, uh, 9/11. Everyone w- wants to to be there when the worst thing happened. It's it's just uh, it's a it's hysteria. I think it's all hysteria, and I think uh, some some media outlets are just you know want to boost their ratings. Uh, they they uh, I think some social media people. I think it's social media gone wild. I mean, there's a lot of great things about social media out there, but this is one of the negative things about social media that it can create these panic prisons. But I don't think there's some grand master plan. I, I again, I'm not blaming anyone. I don't think China tried to disease the world. I don't. I, I think this is a disease that, that we have new diseases every year. Maybe we're a, we're at a point in technology now, and in social interconnectivity where we have hit a level where and of victimhood promoting and of not being personally responsible for oneself we've hit this pinnacle in time where this was just going to happen whatever disease it was people we were going to get to a point where people were going to do this okay uh so this might just be a natural progression of society a sickening national natural progression of it, yet just a natural progression of technology and living in this comfortable golden age that we're in. But no, I, I don't believe if you're trying to get me to say this is some grand conspiracy and some master plan of some people. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. There's no one. <laughs> it's, it is what it is. I, I, I think I've explained it the best way I can. Um, people are blowing it way out of proportion. So, uh, all right, here we have a tweet from someone in LA, uh, Kaiser emergency room and urgent care, not crowded today. Echo park bonds during the break in the rain. On the other hand, lines long and no parking. The tuna is gone. One woman on her phone. Another, I got a white and a red, uh, and a rose. And this is, this is such a great example. No one is in LA, at least. If you're sick today, if you're really sick, you can go to the emergency room, you can go to urgent care, you'll be fine. But the panic at the food stores, they were so crowded that you know people buying stuff off the shelf, toilet paper, just people going wild, yet nothing has happened. And so this is not about preparedness, okay? Being prepared was before all this nonsense started coming out was like, you know, having some toilet paper. You know what's funny? At this Airbnb, at this place I'm staying at, which is sometimes an Airbnb, um, in the closet, there's like 12 toilet paper rolls. <laughs> I mean, even like an Airbnb is more prepared than freaking some people are, or than people think they are. Because, I mean, don't you have some extra toilet paper? I mean, I mean, do you really need the toilet paper at the most busiest time of the day? I mean, if you really need toilet paper, you can go to the 99 cent store at, at 12 o'clock and get it at midnight. I don't think there's a line then. But but I, I, so, so the point is, is that and if you're so if everyone's so concerned about getting sick and social distancing, then why are they all bashing themselves into the supermarket? They, they don't they just they just hurt. It's herd mentality. They're panicking for the sake of panicking. They're not even thinking like, wait a second. If, if this is really as scary as it is, I should be careful about social distancing. I shouldn't go to a place that's super crowded. I should I should wait. But no one's thinking. It's not about thinking. It's about panicking. 
It's, it's her mentality. Oh, they got a, lot, a bunch of toilet paper, so I better get a bunch of toilet No one is thinking. No one is thinking anymore. There's, and those of us who can think, we're searching for the statistics out there. And, and just like I said at the beginning of the show, and this has been a long show, but um, I would just like to have some a statistics, a, a spreadsheet that shows every case, death case, um, how many cases there have been, what country, what race, what sex, what age, you know, so we can make our own minds up here. Instead of, you know, watching ABC News saying, oh, you better get toilet paper or whatever. Showing that. Oh, God. All right. And I will say, uh, watching videos on YouTube, I think I've made this pretty clear in the past, but I just want to make this clear right now that there are no videos anymore that I, st- I watch at regular speed. None. I cannot watch a video at regular speed. It is too slow for me. Any video is too slow for me. Even a person that, even a person who has a very strong accent from a different country or a speech impediment, I cannot, I cannot watch them at once. It has to be at least 1.5, at, at really at least 1.75, usually 2.x speed. So most videos I watch are at 2x. Sometimes it's got to be at 1.75. And sometimes if someone's got a, a very bad accent or a speech impediment, it's got to be 1.5. Uh, but that is very, very, very rare. So people, you can do it too. It makes it makes life so much more efficient. I don't know how anyone can watch videos at 1x anymore. I can't do it. I, I cannot, can no longer do it. So I'm kind of proud of that. <laughs> I've ruined myself that way. I can't. 1x is just too darn slow for me. Regular speed, too slow for the Meister, man. I'm, I'm in motion. So tonight in Dallas and in Chicago at their, uh, their main airports, international airports because uh, both those cities actually have two airports and um, they it's horrible at customs when you're coming back from certain countries there's like a three hour wait and uh, when and so people in, if you've ever come back and you're in, in the custom lines there's no social distancing there okay you're in line you're touching the same thing the person just touched in front of you you're going up to the same desk. You're in a. There's no windows. It, it's it's can get gross in there. So the government thinks they're they're helping by like <laughs> stopping travelers coming back from certain countries. But if they really cared about the, what's going on, it just it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And this is what happens when you get the government involved. All right, um, travelers returning home from overseas waiting for hours at Dallas Fort Worth airport due to enhanced screening procedures, cram lines as CDC questionnaires are filled out, make it impossible to maintain social distances since distancing in fight against against the virus returnees say thousands of international travelers returning to North Texas reported long lines and cramped conditions uh, in custom lines at the at Dallas Fort Worth airport. Oh man. And the staff took extra precautions to guard against the virus. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's, it's a shame. It's, it's, it's partially theater at this point. Uh, if the virus is already in America, why put people through this? Why not just let it, 
you know, I, I've always thought it's ridiculous the customs procedures coming back in the United States. They make you through. They make you wait in these lines. The people are so inefficient. It's and they they get nothing from you. They just they harass you. Again, I was once pulled over, and uh, you know they they thought I had drugs, and I was harassed for like a half hour. Um, but because I'm a you know I'm a single guy or whatever. Uh, but what, you know, if you're that's not you. This is where the big boys play. I, I'm used to that. If you're if the way the the custom situation is in America, when you come back from a foreign country, if you're a single guy, uh, be aware that you're going to be treated like a criminal sometimes, and that uh, because of past events and because most people are compliant, uh, we've gotten again. This is what compliance leads to. Past compliance has led us to a situation where TSA people can fondle us, can harass us, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, Scott Adams, who wants to teach kids compliance, well, this is what it leads to. This is what it leads to. But uh, I will say that a lot of people who are saying, yes, the government has done something. Now, the government doing something really, I mean, maybe that makes you feel good in your head because you're such a, you're dependent on the government, but it's just causing more and more problems. I mean, if you're in Chicago and Dallas, Fort Worth tonight, I, I bet uh, – I bet you're thinking a lot differently about compliance right about now. So Balaji says checkpoint as choke point. And this is before this thing happened in Dallas today. Uh, TSA officers pat people down, touch their passports and luggage, potentially spread the virus to every passenger. Maybe we can abolish the TSA and move to a fully automated hygienic system. Amazon Go for security. Just walk through and be scanned. Now, how about that? Now, how about that? Wouldn't that be a positive golden age type of thing? Hey, that would be great. But we'll, it, it doesn't look like the government's going in that direction. They're, go, they're going in this other direction where they gave people more questionnaires to fill out. They made it slower for everyone. Just uh, another reason private, uh, private industry, much more efficient than the government. And for those of you who value your safety in the government, uh, I wouldn't do that. I would not uh, go down that road of a compl a compliance and dependence on the government. But hey, this is where the big boys play. Uh, if you want to be uh, hooked on the welfare dollar, there are plenty of people that are hooked on it right now. And you can go up and down on that wild wave uh, with the uh, welfare dollar and the United States if you want to. Or you can opt out into Bitcoin, baby. All right. Let's see. Oh, and another thing that has changed that just shows uh, what uh, security theater we, we've had in America for so long and how ridiculous and inefficient the TSA is. Uh, you can now bring in large hand sanitizers. Before, you could only bring in three ounces of liquid on a plane. And now they're like, okay, 10 ounces is fine. <laughs> it's just such nonsense. But, but this also points out if they made a nonsense rule about three ounces – then all their other rules are nonsense also. Most of the other rules are nonsense also. Making you land at Dallas-Fort Worth in Chicago and sign a bunch of documents, that's nonsense also. It's a bunch of nonsense. So much of what the government puts out there is a nonsense. So, so, so many people are like, we got to believe the government experts. we got to believe the government Yeah, you believe the government experts when they said don't bring in three ounces of uh, liquid onto a plane. And now they're saying, oh, well, never mind about that. <laughs> so don't be surprised in the future, you know, the, some of the government people who, who were saying, I mean, it's government bureaucrats. It's the same people you see working at uh, the post office, and you're going to take their word as the gospel, okay? 
no, don't be surprised in the future to say, oh, well, yeah, we were wrong about this. We, we were wrong. Haha, <laughs> sorry. Change of plan. Uh, it's, it's just a regular flu or it's not that it's just not that bad. Oh, well, sorry about that. But most people don't have long term memories anyway, and they, they, they forgive and forget. <laughs> All right. So they, my, this is a tweet from Neil Woodfine, who's been on the show before. My favorite thing about pandemic scares is everybody obsessively monitoring and policing everyone else's behavior. Who needs authorities when you can deputize the mob? <laughs> so, yeah, there, there's so many people who are informants out there who are just, you know, future informants of America who are loving this. Who are trying to shame people like, oh, look, those people went to a bar. They're going to, you know, they're going to bring the disease back and kill a 95-year-old. Shame on them. Oh, man. So that's, that's, that's one of the negative things about social media. You have these social media mobs, these unthinking mobs who just like, yeah, let's, uh, let's hate on everyone who, who wants to live a life. Let's all be informants to the uh, government who changes their mind on what, you know, what's, what's helpful and what's harmful all the time. No one can think anymore. No, no, hardly anyone can think anymore. Hardly anyone is independent anymore. Just remember that. Remember that. And I think if you remember that, that will calm you down during the situation. And just, you know, you have to take a step back from all these, these social media mobs and these informants. Uh, all right. Here's one from Jimmy Song. Hey, look, dudes. All the people that are like, you know, Jimmy Song has said bad things about you, Adam. Yeah, so what? <laughs> Still, I read his thing. Like, I have no problem. That's the thing. You always have to, you know, if someone says he said something wrong about me, he said something that was not true about me. Um, but whatever, he was wrong. And I pointed it out in a video and that's it. But still, I can still learn from things he says. Um, I, don't, I don't have to go like, you know, I don't have to lie about him. He says, doom porn is worse than real porn. Because a lot of people are like, You're, he can't be on your team anymore. So you must annihilate him. No, I don't have to annihilate him. You know, create, don't complain, produce. All right, do, do porn is worse than real porn because it makes you think you're doing something productive when you're not. Reading one more story or watching one more video doesn't change anything other than increase your anxiety. All right, all you doom pee people out there, Jimmy Song and I agree on that one and we don't agree on everything. So take it for what it's worth. No, I've, I've always said, I mean, it's, it's, he's saying be in motion. I'm saying the same thing, be in motion. People worrying, uh, people who are into the doom pee, thinking the end of the world is always around the corner. They're, I mean, they're, they're temporarily, I guess, enjoying themselves right now. Um, they're adding to the not, I mean, anyone in their right mind knows this is not the end of the world. This is not some uh, Uber virus that, uh, you know, kills 10% of the population of earth. Um but there's, there's people who love that uh, it is worse than real P. It is worse than real P-O-R-N. I don't like saying the word. Um, it just it takes up so many – people think they're doing something productive by uh, spreading the fear and living in the fear when they're not. Uh, th this is interesting. I wrote this at the beginning of uh, – well, right, probably right after I did the last Saturday show. Pound that like button. Remember, beyond Bitcoin, if you're new here, we don't talk about Bitcoin on this show. We talk about it a little bit, but it's subject matters that are beyond Bitcoin. Obviously, the one big one is the virus nonsense. And uh, one thing I noticed, things were starting to get shut down last week voluntarily. 
But I was still getting political fundraiser uh, emails from people in Baltimore City to come to their events. So the very last things that got shut down were the politicians, their, their, uh, their fundraisers. They were still very willing to have gatherings at restaurants for their political fundraisers. And then finally, they knew they couldn't do, they would look like such hypocrites uh, at, at that point because they were telling everybody else to shut everything down yet they weren't shutting down their own fundraiser. But it goes to show you, it goes to show you how, how much nonsense this is because they knew like, well, I got to be productive. I'm going to be productive. I'm going to still, they, you know, they can shut down Major League Baseball, but I need to be productive. So I, I, I'm going to still have my fundraiser. Uh, and you know what? They, they were absolutely right. They should have still had their fundraiser. They still should have had their stuff, but they couldn't because they were such hypocrites because they were the same ones telling people to shut everything else down. Uh, so, but it, it was, there was a point in time where I could have gone on the air and said, Hey, notice how X, Y, and Z is still having their fundraiser, but everybody in the Maryland house of delegates is saying, Oh, we need to shut everything down. <laughs> All right. But, but eventually they, they, they couldn't even do it anymore because they would look like complete fools. Uh, and, uh, well, they are complete fools <laughs> here. What's to say? A common artificial sweetener might be making you sick. <laughs> wow. A study published in the Journal of Stell Metabolism by a group of Yale researchers found that the consumption of the common artificial sweetener sucralose, which is found in Splenda, Zero Cal, and all this other horrible stuff, uh, in combination with carbohydrates, can swiftly turn a healthy person into one with high blood sugar. The, from whole grain English muffins to reduced sugar ketchup, sucralose is found in thousands of baked goods, condiments, syrups, over, cons over other consumer packaged goods, almost all of them containing carbs. Everything that was just mentioned, I don't eat any of. Any of. Any of that stuff. So we've come to a point in time where people who have diabetes, who high, have high blood, who are sick, why are they sick? Because they eat stuff for sucralose in it. They eat all this nonsense stuff. It's their fault. It's so, this is out there, people. You've brought this on yourselves. And you can get away with it for a while. And some people can get away with it for their whole darn lives, okay? But it's going to catch up to most people, all right? And right, right around now, it's flu season. If you're not healthy, you're going to get flus. If you're not healthy, you're going to get this new virus, apparently. You are what you eat, people. Here's a, if you need any more uh, convincing, here's another study out there. I don't know how anyone's eating anything with sucralose in it to begin with at this point. All right. Everyone can read the labels. All right. Most people don't read labels at all. I mean, my advice to people is if you buy something and you don't know what, what the chemical is, that's it. Don't eat it. Don't, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. And most people don't do that though. All right. Again, personal responsibility, personal responsibility. I mean, it's uh, the government made all these rules for all these companies to list every single thing they had in there. And they did. And still people eat the nonsense. They eat the junk. They, they list the poison. They literally list the poisons that are in there and still people eat it. I mean, what can I say? People don't think people don't think. And by the way, if the government didn't regulate it, didn't force people, force the, the companies to do that, they would do it naturally. Eventually there would be a demand from people they're like whoa man i heard this sucralose stuff is poison i am only going to buy products 
that have listed everything that's listed in them. And then companies would uh, serve the market. They would produce them. And then there would be some products that don't list anything and they would be sold at the 99 cent store and you could get them for really cheap and, you know, take your chances. So, I mean, if anyone was going to scream and like, yes, this is why we need government regulation, Adam. No. All right. So here's some lies about paper money. And it just makes you uh, wonder how, about how many other lies are out there. From the MIT Technologist Review, paper money must be capable of spreading, of spreading the virus, right? Actually, no. There is no evidence that physical money or any inanimate subject, for that matter, helped the virus spread. All right. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm saying we, we've heard various uh, entities say, oh, this is a reason we can get rid of paper money now. Just an excuse. Just an excuse. Um, but though, but governments are getting rid of paper money anyway. I mean, they could speed it up, I guess. That's why, hey, be in Bitcoin already. But there are a lot of people who will love FedCoin anyway. And they'll be like, yeah, man, I'm not getting sick anymore because I've got FedCoin. Sure. So here's an example of not having conviction. Laugh out loud. Andrew Yang promised to only endorse a candidate who got behind UBI. And he just endorsed Joe Biden. None of these people believe in anything. Pound that like button. Uh, yeah, he changed real quick, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I really want to go to Seattle, man. And a lot of these uh, infected, so-called infected places. Great opportunity. Probably really cheap to stay there. But it is, some of these places might take... Uh, draconian measures. So I wouldn't want to get stuck in one of these places, but seriously, I I'd love to go to Seattle now if they're not going to do something draconian on my butt, uh, where I would like have to escape from Seattle at the last second. But I, I definitely do admire the radicals that have spoken up against this panic and against this victimhood. So man, be a radical, be a radical. So I, I, I saw the other day, an example of, of golden age on, on the streets of LA I linked to an article about Postmates has this uh, robot that delivers stuff on the streets. And I saw I saw one. I saw a freaking robot on the sidewalks. Uh, it was on Beverly Boulevard, I think. Uh, one of the ones uh, parallel to Santa Monica. Anyway, um, yeah, I saw a robot delivering something by itself. Uh, it's so freaking awesome to be alive, to see that happen to see a freaking rolling robot. And, and it's linked to below. You can see what one looks like. It looks similar to this. It's just it's just rolling down. I don't know what the heck it was delivering. And hey, all you social distancing people, hey, there, there, the, the private marketing coming up with solutions. If people don't want uh, delivery people anymore, if they're scared of people, then get in touch with these companies that, that have these uh, robots that are already there and get rid of the government regulation that says, oh, you've got to pay. You've got to do this testing on the streets. You've got to do this, that, and the other. You've got to bribe us to have your robot be on our streets, blah, blah, blah. Just do, drop the regulation. Let the robots be out there. If you're, if the government's scared of everybody getting so sick, then let the robots on the streets now. They're already – I saw a freaking robot delivery thing. It will it will help with social distancing if you're so worried about people getting in – you know, being in contact with each other. Robots will uh, help sir, solve that problem. But hey, you know, put, put your money by your mouth is government. They, uh, they, they, they want to the regulate. Oh, I'm, I'm scared of the robots. The robots are going to take away jobs. The robots are going to do this. 
they, they, if you're so worried about one, let them, let them out there. But it was glorious to see the freaking robot out there and to know that I was living in freaking 2020 baby. And it just, it was there. It was, it was, I, I didn't know what it was at first. I was like, is this somebody's like baby carriage? Is this like a remote? Is I thought I was going to see a man behind it and then like a baby in it or something, but it, no, it was, it was. And I, I saw one another time. I didn't realize what it was the first time. This time I didn't realize. So that was, that was awesome. So we got a, we got, we definitely have a bailout on the way. Um, I mean, or we already had 1.5 trillion injected into the economy, but here's something more specific. Expect a hundred billion plus bailout of U.S. airlines. There will be roughly this much or more lost revenue, hundreds of thousands of jobs, maintenance workers, service. Okay. Yeah. So they're going to, yeah, don't be surprised when that happens. Hey, but if you value your wealth in, in panic coin, the dollar is the panic coin. I don't see how anyone can value their wealth in panic coin when we know it's already been printed by 1.5 trillion just the other day. Uh, but, but there are people that were, that for various reasons, they needed some panic coin. So they had to sell their Bitcoin last week. All right. We, then we got it on sale, some of us. All right. Oh, wow. This, this show has been over an hour. This is going to be a record breaker, isn't it? Uh, NorCal Cowboy said, same folks who want government to run our entire health system are currently complaining about the way the government is running the piece of health care they currently run. Sad. <laughs> that is so true. The, the government's doing such a horrible job with this situation. We need the government to be in charge of all health care. I mean, it makes no sense. The, I, I don't like the pathetic people out there. They're just like, Trump is, is, is setting a horrible example. The government should be doing it. Guys, why do you need some uh, to put someone on a pedestal to tell you what to do? Make your own decisions. You need a boss for everything. You need a health boss. You need Donald Trump to tell you how to be healthy of all people. Dude, figure it out on your own. There's, there's plenty of information. There's a lot of wrong information out there, but there's the, the doctor. Again, he, Dr. Ajaja, whatever his name is, follow him. There's a, a smart guy that you should watch. Watch the inner, the Sam Harris video. It's great. He's actually a medical doctor and there are plenty of other experts out there also. All right. And learn from him. Don't blindly follow him, but use the logic and rationality that he brings to the table. But there's some people that just want these easy answers from these demagogues. Please, demagogue number one, tell me what to do. Tell me I will be compliant. So ridiculous. What a society. But it is nice to see young people out on the streets of Los Angeles. Um, and if old people are at risk, then they should stay in. Let the young people have their fun. Let the young people be at their cafes. Uh, and yes, I care about my grandmother. Um, but should I care about your grandmother that you tossed in a nursing home that you didn't care about until like one second ago? Or that you don't care about that you're just like guilting other people saying, hey, do you care about your grandmother? Of course I care about my grandmother. And of course we've taken precautions with my grandmother. Um, but I mean, I don't have to take care of other people's grandmothers. And that's just the bottom line. Personal responsibility is a new counter. Does it sound does it say, sound harsh? Maybe it sounds harsh, but I mean, reality can be kind of harsh sometimes, dudes. But if 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 you're a thinking person, if you're a logical person, if you don't get emotional, um, you can take care of things pretty well. 
pretty darn well. And the young are not scared. Here, it, or some of the young are not scared. I will leave you with this article from NBC News. It says young people capitalize on cheap virus flights. <laughs> and there is a little of a, a defeatist uh, theme in the article. But the bottom line is, is that, yeah, if you're young, take advantage of some of the cheap things that are out there, some of the opportunities that are going to come out of all of this, okay? Don't throw yourself in a panic prison, okay? Don't be a compliant, mindless zombie. All right, dudes, let's see if there are any final questions. I hope you enjoyed this long show tonight. I am Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to the channel, like that video, share the video, pound the like button, bang the bell button. I'll say hello to everybody in the chat. Yeah, it was one hour and 18 minutes. That's ridiculously long. New show every day. You'll get another one tomorrow. All right. Thanks, guys.